Jealous Nick of Time show We're here Give you that Nick's talk Just in the Nick of Time I'm here for some therapy Because it's been a rough week Indeed <laughs> In Nick's land Master Oh I thought you meant Just a rough week Oh that okay. too You know Okay Hard work You know <laughs> But you know Some crazy stuff happened You know Nick's got smacked by the thunder Yeah uh, Spike Lee You know Yeah Stuff, stuff Spike Lee We, we gonna get to it We gonna get to all, it all, Intro all, Intro all, all that stuff happened <laughs> But I'm not even gonna talk about all that stuff right now. I'm, we we are here for the good vibes. Yeah, good vibes. And we're here to look into the future. <laughs> yes. At least for now. If you if you want to listen to the end, that's where we get into the rough stuff. But for now, we're gonna talk about the good vibes and the future and graphics. I mean, mm-hmm. but okay. And I'm gonna introduce the people in the room right now. So, in front of me is Miss Black Girl Magic herself, back from vacation. Okay, still. <laughs> What's going on? How you doing? Good. I'm back. All right. I'm back. A right. little hiatus, but I'm back. Good to see you. Good to see you. And to my left, you know what it is. You know the vibes. Word. It's the guy. It's the man lift. The myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. The Ryan sky. G is in the building. Yes, in this building. Yes, yes. For sure, for sure. And also, I, I've I heard your cries on YouTube, right? I've heard I've heard the noise from the audience. I've heard the chance. We want Jake. We want Jake. We want Jake. <laughs> so you know what? I've heard you, and I've delivered back for part two of the Knicks Draft Prospects Breakdown. We have Jake Rosen. What's going on, man? I appreciate you guys for having me back. Had a ton of fun talking prospects with you guys last week, and I'm excited to get into some sleeper guys, some of my favorite prospects, not necessarily the consensus top guys, yeah. mm-hmm. but some people that I think you guys are really enjoying the Knicks fans would love to have on our team. Mm-hmm. I, I am, All right. I, I'm, 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 I like sleepers. That's, that's <laughs> what we do. Under the radar type of stuff. Yeah. We like that. We like that. But before we get into the dab, we're going to do a little bit. Let's sing on a smidge of Knicks talk. A smidge of Knicks talk. And it's not even necessarily Knicks talk per se, but, you know, our competition across the bridge have been having a little bit of the issues. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. The issues are so yeah. Quote, unquote. Yeah, they run New York and they've run into some problems in New York, it seems like. Uh, Kenny, Kenny Atkinson, the guy who's built the culture for the Brooklyn Nets, the guy who Kevin Durant said he came to the Nets because of this guy, because of what he did. He researched mm-hmm. him on YouTube. Liked what he did mm-hmm. and said, I'm coming to the Nets because of this guy. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Yeah. That guy is now gone. He's fired because mm-hmm. allegedly he's lost the locker room for the Nets. Yeah. <laughs> Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. <laughs> and also part of news came out just saying that he ain't want to deal with KD and Kyrie next season. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that, and that's, it's, that's that's pretty interesting. I mean, we... I mean, we we all know Kyrie has that reputation of being like the coach killer. Mm-hmm. So, he, he, but you know what? I, I've heard different things from Nets fans. It's, inter- it's interesting to see my hear my opinion and hear opinions from Nets fans. But mm-hmm. what do you think 
of Knicks possibly bringing in Kenny Atkinson. Man, he brought these guys from twenty eight win, twenty wins to t- what twenty wins to twenty eight to forty two. Mm-hmm. Fingers uh, crossed. Develop development coach. Yeah. Uh, used to work for Anton for Dan Tony mm-hmm. as an assistant. Worked on the coach Bud. What do you think? Should, should we bring him in as a head coach? Is he shown enough? I think the Knicks, even if it's not as a head coach, even as an assistant, I think they should look at him. Because mm. um, even if you look in the D'Antoni days, like, think about the young players we had at, we had during those times. Like, well, we had Gallinari, Wilson, Wilson Chandler, <laughs> you know, dudes like that. And I felt like those dudes, you know, they matured pretty well under, you know, under D'Antoni's system. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... You know, if he can bring back some of that same, you know, development, you know, pr- that development um, acumen that he has, mm-hmm. you know, to the Knicks and develop the young guys we have, help develop the young guys we have now, I think it would be a positive. I think he will. All those uh, Nets players that we actually know who their names are now besides KD and Kyrie <laughs> are because of him. So So you saying he built them, Woody? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? And he is not my fave, but when you go when you actually watch the Nets play, you actually are watching the C Spencer play. So I yeah. he can make he can make a, a few players on the Knicks. That's possible, man. Yeah. Who knows? They they said they gave him credit for the Jermylin era. So mm-hmm. supposedly he's the point guard whisperer. I like the <laughs> fact that he actually likes Frank Lucina. I like that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, because it was he was <laughs> I, he, he was quoted as saying that he really likes what Frank's done. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, if oh, he just says that more, then the Knicks might be like interested in getting him. So, oh, they might. Should, that might be the, that, <laughs> that might, might be the, be the opposite. Oh. They were like, "Oh, you like Frank? Oh, we can't have that." No, <laughs> we still got Frank on the team. They had so many opportunities to ship Frank. Nah, man. Yes, yeah, true. Steve Mills is gone. Steve Mills like Frank. Anyone? Yeah, but I feel like this at this point, anyone who can probably bring talents out of Frank while he's still in New York, they may consider. Yeah, because I'm, then it doesn't make us look like. I mean. We look like a flop. We'll still look like a flop, but we mm. won't look that much <laughs> like a flop. That, that, that much, like that a, much, just like, like a flip, but not a flop. Yeah, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Not and, that much. Exactly. And then at the same time, though, it's like you know, we drafted Frank, so it's like you want to feel justified in drafting hey. Frank. So it's like yo, anybody, anybody you could bring in that will help bring out the potential in Frank. You bring that guy that's in. It. That's, that's true. That's, that's the selling point. That is the selling point. I'll say this: I was all for it. I'm bringing him in. Like, yeah, yeah, like he. He's done that as a head coach, but I think I like the assistant mm-hmm. role. Better. Or is there is there like a, a developmental like position that he can? I mean, we have yeah. a Mike Miller is a developmental. He's from the G League. He's developed some guys, mm-hmm. um, so he can stay on staff too. I, I like what he's done so far with the Knicks. I don't like the rotations though. Yeah, not 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 mm-hmm. as not of recently. Late. Yeah, not as of late. recently after. After All Star break, the rotations are atrocious. <laughs> Before All Star break, I was too, yeah. I, I was I was with Mike Miller, mm-hmm. but um, that's a whole nother story. But I, I it seems to me from what I heard a Nets fan say on Knicks Fan TV, I heard him kind of say that he was good at developing those guys to a certain point, mm-hmm. but he's reluctant to change. He likes that five out. You know, the five-out offense where you have just shooters around the, the, the perimeter and mm-hmm. you shoot bomb threes, which I kind of like, too. Mm-hmm. I, I, we don't got it. But when they're getting punished by bigger guys, uh, like yeah, but we don't they, don't, uh, they don't adjust. Well, we don't have shooters either. We, well, we yeah. do have shooters, but we don't have shooters. This is interesting because we don't play the shooters. That's yeah. another story. Free dot. Free dot. Goddamn. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we don't have consistent shooters. Free dot. 
Exactly. What do you what do you what do you think, Jake? What do you think? Can you have any thoughts on this? I know you're here for the draft, but if you have any thoughts, I'll let you. If you don't, then we I mean, you we talked about this last week. I'd definitely co-sign the free dot um campaign, whatever we want to call it. I'm on that bandwagon. I talk about it on Twitter all the time. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I have a little group chat with some of my Knicks fans back in the New Jersey area. And we're just like, why are we playing Wayne Ellington, who's literally an older and worse version of Damian <laughs> yeah. Dotson? Oh, yes. Instead of Damian Dotson. So, I mean, look, any coach that wants to invest in the guys, I might be, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit lower on the kids than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I just want to coach in there who is going to establish the right culture. And I want to, listen, whoever the guy is, I want him to be there for four or five years like i don't want the i'm yeah. kind of tired of this constant cycle yeah mm-hmm. that, that's all i'll say just just find your guy i yeah. i agree with you find find our guy uh, and i i just want to find our guy at this point and it, yep. it seems like this atkinson guy too because there's been other reports that he doesn't want to really coach Kyrie and KD, so that's a Who weird. Who does? <laughs> besides Ty Lue. Yeah. Besides, besides Lou, because he's wanted. Who does? Be yeah. honest. <laughs> we know you don't like KD or Kyrie. We know that. I, I can tolerate Kyrie. You can tolerate Kyrie. Wait, you can tolerate. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How you tolerate Kyrie more than KD? That's crazy. Y'all see the energy KD gives up. Come on, man. Yeah, you but, see the but, energy Kyrie gives up? That's what yeah, I'm but saying. At least, at least, excuse me, at least, like, Kyrie's energy is up front. Like, KD is a little sneaky about his. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, because look at KD wanted the coach. He came, he's, he said, he came saying, yo, I researched him, I looked him up. And now we're hearing rumors that, yo, y'all getting him out of here? Come on. I don't think it's KD more. I, it might, if it, uh, anybody, is it, possibly it's probably, Kyrie. But, it's probably, but, but, probably but, Kyrie. I'm, but I'm also hearing it might be not even them too. I don't think it's even the players. That's mm-hmm. what I'm hearing. But who, who knows? That's messy, man. Who knows? But yeah. the Knicks coaching search will continue yeah. at a later date. <laughs> yeah. It still seems Tom Thiddle probably is still the favorite. <sighs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. He's probably still the favorite. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Van Gundy die myself. I still feel like we can bring that back. But I'm going I'm to I'm leave out hope for that. That's cool. All right. Anyway, back to the future. <laughs> Next draft, we left off last week talking about Jake's favorite picks for the Knicks. I think number one. Do you remember the order? Number one was was Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Uh, Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball. Uh, who? who um, Three was Denny. Wait, yeah, Denny. Denny yeah. from Israel. Denny. Yep. Four. Was it Killian or was it somebody else? Killian. Kill. Yeah, all right, Killian. It was yeah. definitely Kill. Yeah. And I was like, why? Why five. not? Yeah, no, five, I had Tyrese Maxey, which I'm starting to yeah. feel less and less comfortable with every single day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you maxed out on Maxey. All right. You <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So you know what? We'll start from there then. If you're feeling less comfortable with Maxey at this point, considering the week that he's having, yeah. who do you feel like can take over that spot at this point? Uh, I mean, it's really tough. Like, with Maxi, I still like everything he brings to the table. Like, we talked about that strength, that dog about him, the potential to be a great pull-up shooter. Uh, but he's had some really rough games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy because we kind of pitted them against each other last week, and I said I had I gave Maxi the upper hand over Cole. Listening back to it, I think I might have been a little bit too harsh on Cole. But right now, I have, like, a group of four guys. I would say five guys. Mm-hmm. I, right, right now... 
we don't have to talk about all of them, but between Tyrese Maxey, Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, Obi Toppin, Onyeko Kongu a little bit, and Kyra Lewis, mm-hmm. that I can picture myself with any of them rounding out my top five. Uh, that tier is really just clumped together right now. So, but right now, I mean, we can talk about Cole. Like, yeah, I was, okay. I, I was pretty harsh on we. I was pretty harsh on Cole last week. Um, he strung together a couple really good games. Didn't yep. play particularly well against Ter- against Duke last night. I still need to go back and watch that game. I I had my own game during that time, but against Wake Forest and Syracuse, I mean, he's been playing really, really well, 25 and 28 respectively. Eight of thirteen from the field Pretty against good. Syracuse got to the line or seven threes. He was just bombing Ooh, away yeah. against the zone, and then Wake Forest he got to the line eight times and converted all. Nice. All eight so he's in four or five from three. So he's shooting the ball better. Mm, mm-hmm. Seven seven assists in both of those games to nice. combine three nice. turnovers. So he's kind of starting to find his groove. And again, like I talked, I loved Cole coming into. I thought he he was my preseason pick for player of the year. I thought he was going to be utterly dominant. And I think something that I wish we covered a little bit more uh, last week when we were talking about Cole is just the contact, the team context that he's dealing with right now. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. UNC is extremely reluctant to provide him with any space. His supporting cast is much, much worse than I thought it would be. Mm. There's a couple grad transfers that really have not lived up to the bill at all. And Roy Williams is always going to play two centers. So hmm. I think he has lacked some of that burst and, I said I have I had finishing concerns with him last week. I still do. Um, it was pretty bad for the majority of the time up until his injury, and he still has some games. Like he was four fourteen against Duke with nine points. That's probably just not going to mm-hmm. cut it. Um, but spacing is probably an however, issue. Yeah. When you're playing with two bigs yeah. that can't shoot mm-hmm. and they're clogging the lane all the time, it makes it that much harder. Mm-hmm. So I mean, look, everyone looks better with NBA space, but you do have to imagine that his burst and just ability to get all the way to the rim and finish will probably look even better than most other prospects mm-hmm. Right. when he gets to the league. So, I mean, I think Cole is really interesting and definitely someone that can take over that fifth spot. I, I do like him as an off-the-ball guard. I really do. Really? He still is not, he's still not the best decision-maker. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I view him more as a combo than a true point guard. Okay. So I'll, yeah. I'll say that. I think he's a combo compared it- to, like, the LaMelo – Keelian, where I really want them operating my offense How tall most is he? of the time. He's like, what, 6'3", I believe? Yeah, he's 6'3", but yeah. when we're talking about like having multiple ball handlers on the court, and he's a really good shooter. Like That's mm-hmm. just what the numbers haven't been there totally this year. I think he's like 36% from three, but he's again, he's starting to really heat up, and he takes a ton of pull-ups. So again, similar mm. to Anthony Edwards, those numbers are going to be skewed towards difficulty. Right. But I think Cole, Cole like, Cole step backs and space creation, those are still some of the best flashes in the class. So if you're buying the shot making, I think his shot making and shooting ability is one of the most bankable traits of anyone at the top of this class. Right. So in terms of the Knicks fit, it might not be the best because we don't have that like long-term point guard playmaker floor general. But if we're talking about like other fits, like I, I don't know if it would be defensively tenable with him and Trey, but man on offense, that, that's that would be unstoppable so like that's kind of the look that um the fit that i'm looking at for cole which isn't really i'm sure what knicks fans want to hear but again how many we've talked about this how many dudes on the knicks right now are really going to be a part of our long term so if yeah. you're buying and, yeah and you're going to say hey jake you buy the shot long term we can't shoot for anything right now yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it doesn't sound bad to me i'm not gonna lie it doesn't no, sound bad listen, to me it's it's not it's not horrible 
But what I want to just make sure, like, make clear is that with Cole, I don't think you're getting your point guard for the future that you can give him the ball and roll it out there mm. and say, let's go. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't because the decision-making just isn't there. But if you want another a guard who can play alongside other guards and can be one of multiple ball handlers on the court, can attack secondary pick-and-rolls, is a great pull-up shooter, can get to the rim and be that kind of like scoring guard to if we pick up a playmaking guard, mm-hmm. I think that's an ideal fit. So, again... Cole, I think I was a little bit too harsh on him last week. Okay. And I can mm-hmm. see myself ending with him as a top five pick because if we're like the college samples haven't been good for anyone. So if we're just basing off pre college samples, I liked Cole a lot. Okay. Yeah. You know what? what, what I want to ask you something because you started talking about tears right now and cl- yeah. tears and clumps. So I, 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 I want to get your idea of like who's in what clump because right now. You have Anthony Edwards, who you say is unequivocally the top tier, right? Not necessarily, honestly. Um, oh. I would say, I would say Anthony Edwards and Lamelo are my top two. Oh, okay, in, in all right. Their, so you put them together. Tier. That's interesting. Um, yeah, no, I think Lamelo. I mean, I think Lamelo is a really good number two in this class. A ton mm-hmm. of people have him number one, and I can't really argue that. I've just always bought Ant's flashes a lot more. I, not a lot more, but I just buy that he can turn that into a consistent basis a little bit more than everyone else. Okay. But, hey, I mean, he had an awful game, and it got blown up by 30 yesterday. So I get the skeptics. I really do. Mm-hmm. So I would say those two are my tier one. And then my tier two, I'm, I'm kind of impressed. Like I, like, I like Denny. I would say Denny and Killian are, like, my tier two because I think mm. I'm pretty set on those four as my okay. top four. All right. So those two would probably be my tier two. And, and Killian can't shoot. Can... Killian can't shoot off the catch and shoot, right? He can't shoot. Catch and shoot, yeah, that's his big thing to catch off the catch. Come shoot. on, come on, kill. So, you gotta get that, man. <laughs> gotta get that. Man. Yeah. So my tier three then as the guys I named you named and Devin Va- Devin Vassell from Florida State. Um he might not be a great fit for the Knicks because the ceiling isn't so high, and I don't even think the Knicks would fall in his range. He's going to be like a fringe lottery guy, mm-hmm. but he's someone that, like, if you just appreciate great team defense and 3 and D prospects, you should check him out because he's awesome. So, But again, that tier three of Cole, RJ Hampton, Obi Toppin, Vassell, Onyeko Kongwu, and, Ka- and Kyra Lewis can fluctuate okay. any time by the day. Like, If you mm-hmm. ask me in a month, I'm sure it's going to be different, but I kind of like those guys as my top 11 right now. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So, mm-hmm. Cole Anthony. So, anything anything else you need to say about Cole Anthony? You've seen you're buying on the shooting. He's not a primary guard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, yep. what are your thoughts on him? So, defensively, I mean, we talked about, like, he has pop around the rim. So, he can make a couple of weeks out of rotations. Um, he can get lost. Like he can get lost off the ball. He'll kind of like end up in no man's land sometimes. Mm-hmm. But again, like he does have a good frame. He does have some tools. He's really he's strong, so he can absorb that contact. Like he's not a great defender. Like nothing really pops on that end. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's a bad. Like there are other some there are some other guards we'll talk about that have like significant issues with them being a negative on off on defense for the first four or five years of their career. Like, I don't really have that issue with him. God I damn. think he'll figure it I'm out. Yeah. Um, and the effort, it's, it's, it's been effort, too, with him mm, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, he's had to carry a huge offensive load at basically every level. So I just wonder, again, if his shots get scaled back, his usage on the ball right, gets scaled right. back. 
And, like, not only does his offensive efficiency get maximized because he can get more easy catch-and-shoot looks and more pull-up looks and just attacking closeouts and doing his game up there, but then maybe he can exert more energy on defense. So That's I think true. him maybe in a rescinded role playing with other ball handlers is probably ideal for him. All right. Okay, cool. That's cool. Any any questions? I mean, I think it pretty much covered everything because – um. Yeah, I did catch some of Cole Anthony's um games and stuff. Like I did like the way he played against Syracuse and Wake Forest. Like I really believe like, you know, if there were any doubts about his draft status, like that I think those two games really like upped his, you know, his stock. Yeah, yeah but, I definitely agree. Definitely yeah, agree. But then I also saw the game against Duke and I was like, E Yeah, so um but yeah, like basically everything that Jake said, like I'm pretty much on board with. Like you know, it's pretty much what I saw in those games too. So, all right, yeah, cool, cool. Now I I gotta ask you about somebody that I personally need, I want to ask you about. People have been asking me like, yo, how people been telling me when I'm on the live, yo, Jay Ellis Halliburton, you gotta check this guy out. You gotta check check this guy out. Um, I saw some highlights. He looked nice. But then I think an injury thing happened, so we kind of got robbed yeah. of... Yeah, broken wrist, I think. Yeah, we kind of got robbed of some information of what he can be yeah. in the future against, you know, top-tier competition at certain points of the game. But well, tell me tell me what you think about Halliburton's game. So Halliburton, he's tough, man. He's, he's really, really tough to evaluate because his game, like, there's not many people I enjoy watching. If you appreciate smart basketball... There's nowhere else to go than Tyrese Halliburton, the true basketball savant on both ends of the floor, watching him manipulate the defense. Like, there's just, like, the one rule when you guys play basketball, the one rule they tell you is don't jump to make a pass, right? Like, yeah. you're stay down on your feet. Yeah. Halley, like, he defies that absolutely. You can watch him. He'll go in the pick and roll. He'll jump up to the point where he's going to, like, lay it in to engage the big man and then just drop it off for a bounce pass layup. Like, he, his passing is absolutely incredible. Mm. As coming off the pick and roll, manipulating defense, he'll hang in the air to like draw the help for just like a second, and addition at the last second for a wide open three. Mm. Like his, he is incredible in terms of just understanding the game of basketball. I like One of the smartest basketball players I've like ever seen. Oh, and he plays the defense too. As a team defender, he's really awesome in terms of making the reads, sniffing out passes, <laughs> just disrupting the other team. Okay. But, the problem with Holly, this is the problem. Yeah, I got to hear the negatives <laughs> because I love the positives. The, the, if Knicks are taking the top five, the problem with Holly is that you have to look at him as the ultimate puzzle piece. You really do. He's the guy that glues everything together because at the next at the next level, like I don't think his handle is good enough to be a primary ball handler. <gasps> I, really, I don't see him as a lead guard at the next level. Damn. Between the handle, who I, which I think is pretty shaky, and his lack of, like, first and, ba- like, we talked about bags. Like, he does not have a ton of combos that are going to shake you. So, mm. he, I just really don't see him as a lead guard at the next level, which is fine. That's completely fine. Mm-hmm. But if we're just talking about the Knicks and you're taking at number five, I just don't want Knicks fans to think we, have, again, similar to Cole, have our point guard of the future. Like, he really... I think his role in the league is going to be really similar to his role as a freshman, where he's going to be a really good ball mover. He's going to knock down catch and shoot shots, which he is really damn good at knocking down. So he is what Frank projects to be. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) He is what Frank projects to be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. I guess guess in a sense, but I mean, obviously, he's a much better version of Frank. I think. 
because he can really shoot it. Like the catch and shoot mm-hmm. numbers, he's one of the best catch and shoot spot up shooters in the country. In the country, defense. hands down. I think he's like hovering around fifty percent there, despite Oof. the really wonky mechanics. But again, he doesn't have a ton of shot diversity because of those mechanics. His pull up is, I mean, it's looked more fluid this year, but I don't really buy it long term. Mm. He has a little bit of a step back that he can get into, similar to Lonzo Ball. Like, remember Lonzo, he couldn't do anything but that step back to his left yeah. pocket. So, Halley's kind of the same way. Like, he can't pull up. So, he's not drawing a ton of gravity there. Again, he really struggles to get all the way to the rim. So, he's not drawing a ton of gravity there either. So, I wonder if that. Pat, like that wicked and savant like passing that he has gets kind of tranquilized at the next level because teams aren't respecting him as a scorer and as a ball handler, which I am started. The more I watch him and the more I like think about it philosophically, I think that's unfortunately going to be the path. Now, is that to say that how he's not going to be a solid NBA player and definitely someone you want on your team that can contribute to winning a hundred percent. But I think if you're picking in the top five, top six, top seven, even it's going to be really hard for me mm. to get to bite on him just because I don't think that ceiling is there with everything that I said. Like, I love watching him play. He's super smart, and I definitely think he's a piece that a lot of teams would like to have. Just the Knicks, I think that's a really, really bold move. Damn. So you think he's going to be like, like, what, 15 to 20? So I have him, I think I have him at 14 right no. now. I still have him. Yeah, I have him in the back end of my, right out, right out the back of my lottery. Okay. Um, it's just hard, man. It really is hard because it's really hard to project his role if he's not going to handle the ball, which I, I'm pretty low on his ball handling Yikes. and just operating as a lead guard, and you're not buying his scoring gravity because, like we've seen with Frank, if they don't think they're going to score and they don't respect you, nothing else yeah. opens up. Yeah. So just the, that stuff that, like, the, the really genius-like stuff that we see him do at the college level, I just wonder if that's going to get hindered at the next level, and I think it will to an extent because people are just aren't going to respect him as a scorer. Mm. I think he'll fit on other I mean he sounds great but I think I feel like um since you have him that low I feel like he'll be a fit for some other teams that it's, have picks yeah, around that yeah. number. It's funny cuz if you if yeah, you Yeah, no, 100%. I start to think like if you have RJ do a little more boy handling. I wonder if something like that can work. The guy who how how what how tall is he? He's, uh, I think he's like 6'5", but again, yeah, he's really so. slender too. So mm. strength is a big issue for him in terms of getting to the basket and taking contact. Like he is, he's 6'5", 175, and one of the most contact-averse prospects, if not the most contact-averse prospect in the entire class. He is basically allergic to free throws. His free throw rate is up to 0.184, so Oof. again, it's, uh, it's up from his freshman year when he was basically allergic to the paint. Damn. Again, still, <laughs> I mean, per, per 40 minutes, per 40 minutes, you're only getting 2.2 free throw attempts. So, like, yeesh. the Lonzo Ball comparisons, in my opinion, the Lonzo Ball comparisons are pretty valid. But Lonzo has – he, I mean, Lonzo in the open floor is much more dangerous than Halley in the open floor. Like, that mm. is just something like that. Um but again, Halley is a much better shooter. Lonzo's caught; he's been pretty hot this lately, year. Yeah, yeah lately. Yeah, Halley's, Halley, like Halley, is a, a. I really like him as a pick for, let's say, a playoff team. That like I, I'm not looking at the draft order right now, but like if a playoff team like owns a uh, top ten pick, like a late top ten pick, mm-hmm. and they already have their core, they already have their guys, and they're just looking for another piece who can 
do a little bit of everything off the bench and won't be asked to take on that big-time usage role. Mm-hmm. If you're the New York Knicks and you've whiffed in the top 10 of, of the past couple of drafts, not talking about RJ, talking about Frank and Knox, that's just a really, really risky pick, in my opinion. Because, like, now we're talking about, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about RJ, like, being a primary ball handler, but, like, he really can't dribble that well. And Hallie's the same way. So I just don't want, like, those guys, like, I, I'm, if we had RJ and Hallie handling the majority of our ball handling duties, I think that would be pretty far from ideal, in my opinion. Okay, so I do see what you're saying about RJ's ball handling, but it's funny because RJ can play make. You know what I mean? He doesn't have the yeah. best ball handling. Like he, he's not, mm-hmm. he's not gonna have, he's not gonna give you like 24 hit combos, but he'll hit you with an yeah. in and out and throw a lob. Yeah, and it works, and he yeah. gets to the hole. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if you can have somebody who can bring the ball up and then R J playmaking for the work. I wonder, but yeah. I, I haven't had enough yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. I haven't had enough sample size this season to say that will definitely work. But I liked, mm-hmm. I liked when R J was playmaking sometimes this season. So I wonder if it could. Yeah, work. but at the same no, time agree. though. I um, agree. Uh, um, excuse me, Jake. I'll I'll get back to you in a second. But um, yeah. But now that Jake has you know pretty much broke it down, like I do see where he's coming from because it's like, if you have RJ for example, who's not a great ball handler, and then right. and you bring in Halle Burton, who's also not a great ball handler. It's like, who's going to? You know, it's it's like it's like they're two similar players in a way. Right. You know what I'm saying? You need you need some you need somebody who's going to really be a primary ball handler who got you know the handles to like make things happen. So then you gotta gotta kind of go with Cole, but then Cole doesn't really run an offense well either. So once you want pretty much yeah. once you get down to the after, I feel like after Killian, right? Yep. Yep. After Killian, you start to get into this place where. You're not going to. You have guards who can fill a role, but not a primary yep. ball handler role. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. No. Yeah. You're exactly correct. I mean, early in this, in like December, I was the king of the Nico Nico Manion to the Knicks campaign. Like I thought that he was our guy mm-hmm. because he brought that dribble pass shoot skill set that we desperately needed. He, the pull up game was there. The passing was there. He could control your tempo, and I thought he was a safe bet. Now I've cooled on Nico. I'm still higher than most. He's still in my lottery. But like Nico, a guy like Nico is the ideal fit in terms of play style, but mm. he's just not been productive enough at all. The shooting splits and the struggles against length and athleticism are brutal. Um, and really a tough goal for me to swallow. It's one of my favorite guys coming into the year. Oh, but man. again, you can't be tied to your can't be tied to your prior opinion. So yeah, I still yeah. buy a little bit, but like that was the type of player we need. And that's why I'm really excited to talk about the guys with the Clippers pick and with our Hornets second rounder, because there are guys that can provide that same playmaking and shooting skill set just towards the back end of the draft. Now, obviously they don't have that star potential that, or maybe not star potential, but like that ceiling that a guy like Keelian or yeah. Lamelo has. But I do think they are, we, there are some decent, decent options that we'll get to later that can fill that void as a serviceable, playmaking and shooting guy like playmaking shooting guard so we'll get to those guys later but you're definitely on the right track that look there's no perfect prospect and that's Mm -hmm. why this draft is getting all the flack that it is especially at the top Mm -hmm. Mm. isn't that almost like a good thing though 
Nah, not when we losing. We need somebody. Yeah, we <laughs> one we've been losing. We've been losing. Ah, sit tight. No. Sit tight. It's gonna be a while. I, 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 I've been sitting. Yeah, <laughs> I want to stand tight. now. No, but I mean, I feel like I feel like we can make players and we can make stars. Like if there's like most of these drafts, even when they do come out and they are like highly respected, like a lot of them don't live up to it. But if mm-hmm. we get someone who's not, who can potentially be really good, like mm-hmm. I'd rather that. You're, yeah, you're but pretty the, but much what you're is saying is you want somebody who's under the radar so then when we can sneak in and expect it. But 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 here's where I told her credo because it's like yo who have the Knicks made lately though. That's my thing. You know what I'm that, saying? That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I would say. I mean RJ's Faring out to be good for us. He needs more time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we get we he got all the time. Ain't no rush. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I would rather the Knicks get somebody who's gonna be like surefire. Like when once he Facts. comes in, it's like you know, like it's over. Know. It's over. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I, I want that, but then at the same time too, like nah, man. The, we... the, the 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 press that we get, it's like mm-hmm. that on top of you playing well and you being young. It's just. Nah, like imagine if we got Morant or Zion. We use one pick they, away. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not saying we I hate RJ like everybody else does. And mm-hmm. but I'm just saying when it's a surefire thing, you don't have to do much, you just roll the ball out and say go. Exactly. It's a lot easier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a lot easier, a lot less work. I do. Yeah, I mean, I think this is actually a solid segue if we're talking safe options into the next guy we want to talk about, Obi Toppin. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Dayton. Yeah, I like him. All right, so, I mean yeah, so, I mean, the thing with Obi, I do think he's one of, like, one of the safer options in the draft, not necessarily from the Knicks perspective, mm-hmm. but in terms of just, like, we're talking prospects in the draft, I mean, he's everywhere. I'm sure, did you guys see that between the legs dunk last night? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just, like, a crazy above-the-rim athlete, super efficient play finisher. His, his career, 68.7 true shooting percentage, which is just mm. off the charts. Um, he's this season. I mean, he's 70 percent on 9.7 two point attempts per game. Like, I don't care how like if you're DeAndre Jordan getting all dunks or you're a guard slicing to lane. That's pretty mind blowing, no matter how you slice it. Mm-hmm. But the thing with him is he's taken a decent leap in three point volume, and the results are pretty good. The form, the like the mechanics look good. He's shown some off the dribble diversity. I mean, everyone knows like i'm sure you guys saw that he had that pull like sidestep three off the dribble in maui against mm-hmm. kansas where he like turned to the bench before it even went in what's the position pretty sick you're a big man what yeah so he's he's a foreman ideally he's a foreman um a really good play finisher you get him rolling to the rim he's gonna finish it a legit lob catcher okay above the rim athlete like at six nine two twenty with he's like a Big, a bigger guy, like a stockier build, it's pretty incredible. Like the dunks mm-hmm. that he's throwing down, pretty mind-blowing. But the swing skill for him, especially with the Knicks fit, is going to be the shot. Um, he yeah. bare, like barely, I think he was attempting like one a game this freshman year. He's up to 2.8 per game, shooting 38%, so it's pretty solid. Like that's mm. solid. Um, like I said, increased volume, good in- encouraging returns. Now the big problem with him is defensively. Like uh, of there's a chance he's a very very big liability on defense because his lateral movement is as hard to watch as anything in this class. Oh <laughs> man, Amari Stoudemire status. <laughs> I mean, he, so he's actually getting a ton of Amari comps. So I figured the way you were describing him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's getting a ton of Amari comps, so I guess I described his game pretty well to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but so, so f- I mean in terms of 
Yeah, so the with the Knicks, why I say he's safe in general is because that two-point efficiency is going to translate. Like, he's that good of an athlete. He's that strong. He's that good touch around the rim. And just the way the game is trending with all the pick-and-roll lobs, like, that part is going to translate. And you hope mm-hmm. that the shot does as well because it looks, again, it looks clean. And he's shooting it with a ton of confidence right now. Any post-game? Somewhere I say he's not – what? Any post-game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Definitely some post-game. I mean, if you watch – I haven't watched a full Dayton game in a, in a, like a couple of weeks, mm-hmm, but in mm-hmm. Maui, I watched all their games in Maui. He was tearing dudes up in the post, just mm-hmm. dunk after dunk after dunk, um, easy buckets. It was, he was incredible out there. So mm-hmm. with him, but the problem why I say he's, he's not as safe for the Knicks is again, that swing skill on offense that will take him from like a good efficient offensive player to the offensive ceiling that I think he has a chance to hit is that shot. And so if that shot doesn't hit, then he's still a very effective rim-running foreman who can finish anything. But we have Mitchell Robinson, who I think we agree is a solid piece for us long-term, and yeah. that's his game. Like, Mitch, great on defense, doesn't have a ton of offensive game at all. So right. if, mm-hmm. we have two, if we have two rim-running guys in our front court and still no one that can shoot, that's still not ideal. Yeah, but you're just kind of trying to buy OB, on the fact that he can shoot at some point because he's already started. Yeah, you know so what I mean? I, I, I do buy the shot. I do buy the shot. And in some ways, the Knicks fit is solid because if we think Mitch has this chance to become a really, really good rim protector, then he can kind of make up for some of Obi's defensive losses. Boom. And so take there's, pro, there. there's pros and cons <laughs> to like an Obi-Mitch front court. Mm-hmm. Or you just say, we're not worrying about that. We think he's going to be a really solid offensive player. We'll work with the defense and movement skills, and hopefully we can get him in a little bit better shape. Mm-hmm. Or, like I tweeted the other day, in this draft, like the offense is too good. Some, maybe you just bite the bullet on the defensive end and gladly take everything else. Like that's We talked about there's no perfect prospect. So yeah. mm-hmm. what, what, ba- like what negatives are you willing to take on? And I think with Obi, I'm starting to embrace that his offense could just be that good. All right, that sounds mm-hmm. that sounds pretty good. I mean, the thing is with the, the new NBA, the the lateral defense is kind of important with those, these stretch fours because <laughs> these stretch fours will head yeah, fake and, yeah. and drive you to yeah. death right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I can look. I can already picture him getting sli- like his four man getting slipped off a screen to the perimeter and him just having like a mind boggling yeah. like just off the charts ugly closeout for a blow by dunk. Like it's gonna happen. It's right. It's gonna, gonna it's happen. Gonna, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But again, what are like what are you living with? It, yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, if it, the offense is that good, do yeah. you just take do you just take that? Uh, it's worth noting that he is very, very old. I think he did a prep year and he redshirted as a freshman. Oh. So while he's only I think a sophomore, like technically mm-hmm. a sophomore I think he might be like 22 years old at the okay. time of the draft. Oh. So that's worth noting that some people are like, well, he's supposed to dominate college basketball. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Look, look, there's a lot of seniors that don't dominate. Like this guy's <laughs> dominating. Like, let's just get that straight. Um, True. He's my national player of the year in college. Mm-hmm. I think he's been the best guy by far. Um, I think he should run away with that award pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking, like, safe picks should be valued in this draft because I think so. of the lack of top-end talent. So I think Obi Toppin, depending upon where the Knicks pick falls, I think maybe in the top eight, mm-hmm. in that range, maybe seven, 
that he could be a good option for us. Okay, I don't think it's that old, old. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I feel like old, old is like yeah. 25. Yeah, and in case you haven't seen Toppin much, he's he is going to be in the um, NCAA tournament because Dayton's one of the best teams in the nation. They're going to probably be a number one seed in the tournament. So All right, yeah. so we'll be keeping an eye on that for, for Knicks Madness popping up. Yeah. For sure, for sure. We'll definitely keep an eye on that. Yeah, no. And I, I, I strongly suggest watching Dayton even regardless of top end, they're a ton of fun to watch. They're probably one of my favorite teams in the country to watch. Their offense is incredible. The way they move the ball, shoot it, space it, clear open looks for OB. Like, they're a ton of fun, and they're going to get probably some disrespect because they're a mid-major team, but mm-hmm. I think they have a, have a decent shot to take home the whole thing. So I think I would yeah. definitely suggest watching them in March. OB's a ton of fun, and I think he has a pretty bright and relatively safe NBA future ahead of him. All right, cool. Yeah, cool. Hold on. Okay, so, you know, we're going to take a brief break to give a shout-out to our sponsor. <laughs> yes. So, March has arrived, and it's time to score big on the nonstop action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the best place for you to cash in on the insane buzzer beaters, huge upsets, mm-hmm. and white-knuckle finishes. They offer live betting on every game, bracket challenges, national championship futures, and more. You can bet on almost anything, including the Democratic nomination, the presidential election, even the name of the next pope. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) My bookie caters to all players. Whether you research each matchup or you will fill out your bracket based on the mascots, my bookie has something for you. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? MyBookie pays fast when you win with decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions. Give me that money. Why would you bet anywhere else? Visit MyBookie.ag and use promo code KOT50 for a 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code KOT50. Bet with the biggest. Win with the best. Only at MyBookie. There we go. Shout out to MyBookie for that sponsorship, then. Yes. (laughs) Shout out to Sultry Voice Ryan. <laughs> Sultry Voice Ryan G in the building. <laughs> That's how I do. That's how you do it. Yes. All right. So now we talked about Obi. Anybody else from that top tier do you want to, to discuss? No, not really. I think those are kind of the main guys that Nick fans should get, com- get familiar with. All right. All right. Cover Nico. Not even RJ Hampton. Strangely enough, RJ Hampton ended up in... ESPN's like top five top five list <laughs> and I was dying to talk to you about like how did this happen because I was, it just seemed like it happened out of nowhere yeah yeah I mean I think it's again a result of everyone that's in college and in NCAA just not producing and being underwhelming so Yikes. someone has to fill like I said someone has someone has to fill the number five spot I think that like, look, there are a ton of people. I know a bunch of people that really like him, and I buy the ceiling. Like, he's – we talked about him a little bit off the air. 6'5", a legit slasher, really gets downhill quick, mm-hmm. um, can be tra- – like, he tries really hard on defense. It's like – it sounds corny, but, like, I really like that about him. No, he's I like people with high motor. Fire to him, mm-hmm. especially, especially, like, look, he should be a high school senior right now, and he was playing as grown men and halfway – like, all the way across the world. So, like, Ooh. that's a tough acclimation for anyone – Unlike LaMelo, his team was, like, pretty competitive. So mm. I like that he – like, LaMelo, they just rolled the ball out for him and said, go ahead. <laughs> RJ really had to play a role, had to p- learn how to pick and choose his spots. Um, the catch-and-shoot shooting is the biggest worry. Mm. Um, but 
he's a workhorse, like definitely one of the hardest workers in this draft by most accounts. So you trust the age, you trust the developmental curve, you trust that he has a pretty good handle that can get he can get to his pull up game pretty quickly. All right. All and right. it's really like his game is really really fluid. Like he looks the part for sure. He's really thunder right now, pretty thin, but he does have a good frame. So you hope that with a couple of years he can put on some weight. Like like I told you guys, it, it's gonna it's a multi year project for him. He's still really okay. young, still has some things to iron out. Like is it out of the realm of possibilities that he's a top five player in this class? No, not like by no means is that. Is it out of the realm possibility? But in, we're talking safe options, right? And certain teams like the New York Knicks should be prioritizing safe options. I think they shouldn't go that route. But mm. if a team is looking for a, a like a ceiling pick in the top ten, I think he's one of the better plays for sure. Okay, so bottom, your opinion is kind of like bottom parts that are already not necessarily yeah. top five. That was I a think, little bit of a reach. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I probably have him. I'll probably end up with him in the back end of my top ten. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, Knicks fans, there you have it. Have a kind of a rough, rough-ish top ten mm-hmm. picks. We talked Lamelo. I actually looked up his catch yep. and shoot numbers, and somebody was like, "Lamelo can shoot. His catch and shoot is better." He's somebody. I don't remember who said it on YouTube. But shout out <laughs> to that guy on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and I think his catch and shoot was decent. I think it was. I forgot the percentage. It was decent. I think it was like 60 or something, 60% or something like that, which is pretty high. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it is better just because of some, like, the fact that he has, like, the utter audacity to pull some of his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that would, I'm, I'm not, I would not, I haven't looked at his, I don't have access to international synergy, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. inferring based on the film, I would expect his catch and shoot numbers to be a lot better than the pull-up ones. Not a lot better. Actually, I shouldn't say a lot better because there's some mechanical stuff there, but I would expect them to be better. I'll leave that up. All right. All right. All right, so let's get into the, 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 the not-so-popular, but, you know, still something we should be looking at because the Knicks, we did move a certain player uh, in Marcus Morris for a bottom pick. Kathy, why? Don't don't give me that. Don't, don't make that noise. Kathy's Kathy's mad that we traded. Oh yeah, Marcus oh yeah. Oh, matter she's, matter of fact, she's still salty. They, they were getting at your boy. They, they were getting at your boy today too, though. Oh yeah, they was getting at your boy. Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> scoring one point, open eye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a rough day. He had a rough day. Yeah, definitely had a rough day. We should have kept him. I mean, um, I don't think that. I don't think so. I think we we yeah, we, yeah. we did yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, if the Knicks were better, then yeah, we should have kept them. But uh, yeah, yeah, he needed to be traded. Yeah, because we, we could possibly get somebody that Jake is about to mention right now. So, to start off in this like little group of guards, um, I mentioned his name a little bit earlier. I wanted to talk about Kyrie Lewis because I think he could be a legit get. Um, okay. I don't understand the like how he isn't garnering any hype. He's playing in the SEC and has been playing really, really well, especially mm. as of late. Um, point guard for Alabama, just an absolute speedster. I have him in the top 10, but ESPN Ooh. has him, I think, at 31. Whoa, goddamn. Some in the mid-20s. So, yeah, definitely a big difference between me and the mainstream consensus. Once again, I don't understand how they don't view him as at least a top 20 guy. I get him higher than most and have been since the start of the season. But I I buy basically everything I'm about to tell you guys. So, what, have you guys seen any of Kyrie Lewis at all? No, I mean, I, Alabama's games are barely right. on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely not, one of, definitely not a basketball blue board. Yeah. So, 
with Kyra Lewis, um, I think he projects – he's playing on ball for Alabama right now, but I think he projects as a really productive combo at the next level. Um, nice. He is, like, wicked fast, like, blur fast. I joke that if he, I would love to see him run a 40-yard dash with a basketball because I think it would be, like, faster than 80% of the dudes in the combine. Mm. With the basketball and an open floor. Dude, that Marcus just, Morris. Incredible. <laughs> he, he, yeah, and Easy he's had some game. clips. Like, <laughs> he's learning how to like control his body, and like he had a really nice euro step the other day. Like just really, really impressive mm. stuff. That is like that athleticism just translates. It, it's just that's a bankable trait that you're. He's going to be able to blow by a ton of dudes at the next level. He's the definition of a transition point guard. Well, basically, what I mean by that is I don't know if I want him operating my offense in the half court hmm. a ton. Like if you look on synergy. <laughs> His percentiles, like in transition in the half court, he's much better in transition when he has that space to like get downhill and go. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes his passing is a little bit confusing, honestly. Like hmm. interesting, like interesting. Yeah, it, so he he makes like some really impressive whip passes. Like he'll impress it across the court off the live dribble with either hand, but then he'll miss some like pretty like not easy, but he'll miss some advanced interior reads that you would like him to make if you're projecting him to be your primary. Mm. But, but the counter is that I he's a really impressive catch and shoot shooter. Like I buy it. I like his form a lot. Um I think his release is pretty fluid. Huh. He's shooting forty three point four percent on spot up no dribble jumpers. That. Which is in like the high eighties percentile. That sounds so, good. Again, you're not buy you don't need to buy him as this primary point guard. Like I think you take him out there, you put him out there, you throw him, you play him with multiple ball handlers, and like, which we don't let, have. Let him go in the open floor, make a play, get downhill, and leverage his rim gravity to create for others. Um, I don't need him to be this wicked passer like Hallie or Lamelo or any of those guys or Killian. You just kind of need him to leverage his own gravity and mm-hmm. utilize those live drill pass, like that live drill passing that he's shown multiple multiple times Mm -hmm. the concern with him and it's gotten a lot better the concern earlier in the season he was struggling to get to the rim like finishing Mm. at the rim and Mm. getting fouled he wasn't finishing at a high clip and he wasn't getting fouled on high clip um Mm. a lot of that is just a tendency for him to take off a little bit too early okay all right you you watch him if you watch him it just feels like he could take it's like one more dribble get all the way so athletic he can really explode so yeah so he's athletic so you would think that he gets all the way down there and like he'll blow by like He'll blow by dudes so so clean, but at, not at finish. The college level. So <laughs> if you if you think you can, if you think you can improve that finishing, which I think is definitely possible. So you think he has legit upside to be a really really good scoring guard and and overall right. if he can finish overall good combo guard at the next level. If he can finish. All right, so um, legit top ten <laughs> prospect so, under the radar, mm. Cappy. So um, <laughs> yeah. for Morris, Cappy. So um, you two, when he finishes, Morris is thirty. How much? Forty-seven. What? How old so, is Morris? Um, when he finishes. <laughs> I'm YouTube, just saying. YouTube audience, you see the pettiness going on between these two right now, right? You see, I'm not getting involved in this pettiness right now. <laughs> Pettiness is what gets us ratings, bro. <laughs> but, um, Jake, I got a question to ask you, though, about this guy. So, yeah. basically, to me, he sounds like kind of like Colin Sexton in a way, which was like the prior Alabama guard. Mm. Yeah. Okay. No, no. He can I shoot. Would, well, I mean, I Sexton's not a bad shooter, though. He's, he, he's all right. He's definitely a better passer. He's definitely a better passer than Colin. All and right. He's definitely more willing to pass than Colin. Willing. Um, I would. T- I'll say that about him. All right. Um, Colin's but, a child. And I think he's fat. like <laughs> like Colin will get downhill, but like you guys, if, if you catch anything, you can look up his highlights. You'll see it. Just 
that blazing end-to-end speed is pretty crazy. Like mm-hmm. it's, he's going to be a beast in transition at the next level. And where the game is playing right now, up and down, fast-paced game, like the fact that he can handle it in transition, draw defenders, and then he's shown that he's capable of making the right read and kicking out to open shooters. I'm I'm buying. That's, that. that's, I'm, that's I really am buying that. Handle so handle right. handle. How you like how do you like the the bag? So I I mean so I like his handle. I like his handle. Um, like nothing like nothing crazy in either direction. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are some guys that pop with a with a crate like Jared Butler um Baylor like his handle is ridiculous. But mm-hmm. then and then mm-hmm. we got to talk about Holly like Holly's handle is shaky. I mean he's kind of neither here nor there for me. I probably I want to watch a little bit more and be locked in on specific things like that. Mm-hmm. Um. But what I, like an area I want to see him grow a little bit more is in the mid range. Now okay. there's been some rumors that him and Nate Oates kind of clash. I don't want to start anything. I just this is what I see mm. on the dark web of Twitter.com. You started. <laughs> this is what I see on Twitter.com. <laughs> um, I don't know what's I don't know what's reliable and what's not. But Nate Oates is kind of want pushing him to take threes and layups, which is fine. I'm a big fan of threes and layups. Mm-hmm. But in Kira's case, if he's going to blow by that primary so easily and he's having trouble finishing around the rim protector mm. why not just give a little floater just mm-hmm. like show off that low floater or pull up i want to see him i would like to see him become more of a pull-up shooter but again just the speed and the scoring bag and the catch and shoot numbers i'm really buying all, all right. right the on defense height so uh okay yeah Go ahead. length of arms hip fluidity all that stuff y'all like to talk about from scouts and <laughs> yeah so he's super quick and he has tools like he has legit tools he's earlier in the year he was getting burned off the ball a ton he was kind of ball watching mm-hmm. not like seeing man and ball just simple stuff but as the years progressed he's put those tools to use he's jumping passing lanes there you go he's baiting defenders he's i mean he's quick the dude is super quick so again like it's a ton of defense is a ton of tools and he has the tools i think to be a viable defender on both guard spots with that burst and quickness and the positionless basketball yeah. when he finishes yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right um height, well, i'm sorry height, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah i was gonna ask about like the metrics like height and wingspan and things like that i don't have a wingspan on him i think i'm just gonna double check i think he's about like six three okay so, not like ideal he's not like rj hansen like rj hansen's like six five with ideal combo like ideal combo guard height he's 6'3 165 okay. that makes, that makes sense why right. he's so Pretty quick small, though can put on some muscle but that speed like you don't want to see a guy like that put on too much muscle that he loses burst yeah, yeah 165 that burst yeah, once the, yeah that's, that that's light that's light light incredible yeah, yeah that's crazy yeah, he's, i mean he's one of the best first steps in the draft hands down all right all right huh hmm okay i kind of like i can see that i can see that <laughs> I mean, that'll be a nice pickup, or maybe we can package. Who knows? We can package package the second that pick with something else to get somebody. Who knows? Yeah, there's possibilities. I do think he's gonna end up being a guy who gets picked in like the low twenties. So, like, you, there's possible potential that we might have to trade up for him a couple of spots, like Memphis did with Brandon Clark, and I think that's panned out pretty nicely for them. Or mm, yeah, like they trade trade did that trade and then got Tybal. So, mm-hmm. um, there's a, there's a bunch of ways it could work out. But he's a guy like I, he's in my top ten, and he's not even in the consensus for some mainstream first round. So he's a guy I definitely want to bring up that could end up in that range. Who has a legit, a legit ceiling that's really intriguing for not only the Knicks but every team in the league. All right, cool. So really, you would say he's not 
mention that top ten maybe because what the school and maybe the, the lack of hype, pretty much. I mean, I guess maybe people aren't buying like him being a primary and they aren't buying him being a secondary because mm-hmm. he has the ball in his hands all the time at Alabama. Mm-hmm. But like, why why not have multiple ball handlers on the court that can create? I I don't. I, I know you guys are looking for like a concrete answer. I, I really don't get it. There's, yeah. there's no reason why he's not considered a top 20 guy mm-hmm. across all mainstream sites. I, I really don't understand. All right, I can take that. All right. Anybody else looking at it within that range that you feel like can help? Yeah, so I have three guys left I want to talk about. Two of them are pretty similar. Not really, I mean, I guess in their games, but in the, I'll talk about them separately, but like, in terms of the void we're trying to fill, right? We talked mm-hmm. about that there are guards with that playmaking and shooting, right? Like mm-hmm. the void that we can fill. The first guy, uh, Stanford freshman Tyrell Terry. Um, if we're talking about physical limitations, he's got to be one of the first two to come to mind. He's tiny. I think he's like six one one sixty, and it's evident on the court. Like he'll get pushed off the ball. Yikes. But the fact that he's not a complete negative on defense, like he'll, he'll make some really good team defense, like team plays as a team defender. Just because of his IQ, sniffing out, sniffing out passes, all that stuff. But the main sell with him is the shooting. He is one of the best shooting profiles in the draft, mm. especially considering his age and shot diversity. He's shooting 41% from three on five attempts per game and has been Whoa. at 90% from the line the Whoa. entire season. Yeah, huh. the mechanics are so the mechanics are absolutely super, super clean. He can get it off of the pull up, off the catch, off movement. You name it, he can catch it, drain it. He's extremely reliable from deep and has great touch around the rim. That's, that's okay. So that sounds elite. That <laughs> yeah, so so that part of the game is elite. But, again, those athletic concerns kind of rear their head. Again, when he, let's say, he's trying to get to the rim. Right, because he's 6'1". Yeah. Or, like, to finish around the rim. But he's extremely crafty. He, you, he'll use head fakes. He'll use up-and-unders. Mm-hmm. He'll use floaters. All the stuff that a short not super athletic guard needs in their bag to survive, he has. Better so, shooting Isaiah Thomas? Again, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, nah, he's, he's not like that. His game is a little bit, like, it's not, he's, I don't know, I, like, he doesn't have his like, pop that Isaiah has, like, Isaiah will pull up and elevate. Yeah. He kind of has, like, that one motion release where it's, he'll, like, it's just quick and smooth and he'll get it off, like, he'll get it off like that. Like, the shooting but off the wrong foot type of floater is, thing, kind of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, I'm a big fan of his game, and the listen, like my guys over at the Prep to Pro podcast, they brought up this point, and I've been selling it, and we've been talking about it for a while. The idea of giving him a promise late in the first round, because you're, if this guy comes back to school, you're likely looking at a lottery pick based on the athletic strides that he can make with another summer at Stanford and just that another year playing college basketball. He'll be one of the best players in the country next year if he goes back to school. He's kind of on the fence 50-50. Mm-hmm. So there's value to promising him. Like, why why not get him at the end of the first round this year uh, as opposed to maybe having to pick him in the top 10 or lottery next year? Mm-hmm. So if you trust your developmental staff, which you should, I think he's really intriguing as a late first-round promise to get him in your system mm. and just capitalize on that value before he really explodes. I like that idea. I'm, I'm down for that yeah, idea. Right. If, if we keep some of our yeah. developmental t- team here, who knows what Leon Rose is going to do, what his vision is. Yeah, That's still like a big X yeah. factor, but I kind of like that idea. Hopefully we do keep a lot of our developmental guys here because it seems like they're doing a decent job even though people don't really kind of uh, appreciate yeah. the yeah. job that people <laughs> they are doing, but I, th- I think people have to consider that we don't have players that are f- f- 
as far along as other players were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Look yeah. at Mitch. That's what I say. Sure. Look at Mitch. <laughs> look at Mitch. Look at Mitch set a pick today, and look at Mitch set a pick last year, and then tell me <laughs> he hasn't gotten better. Last year, I Mitch mean, was setting picks with his ankles. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, players have gotten better, not significantly better, but not significantly but, but better. better. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, kind of what happens. While other players seem to have, you know, taken a little bit of a dip, knocks, but you know, um. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. He's he's taking it defensively. I mean, offensively. Defensively, I I feel I don't know what I don't know if Miller is just getting getting on him more, but defensively he's been better over the last few weeks. But offensively, he's taking a nosedive yeah. for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, off the development thing. <laughs> Back to Jake. Any any? Yeah, I mean, so. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. No, 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 no. So I'm. We mentioned. Are you done with your 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 draft prospect for what's his name again? The yeah. Point guard from Stanford. So, yeah, Tyrell Perry. Like, yeah. Again, like with Tyrell Ty- Perry, you just getting a guy who can dribble, pass, and shoot. Like he can pull up. He's a really smart basketball player. He can create for others, and I think he's kind of like the roadmap to him being an NBA player is, in, is improving physically. So why not get him with an NBA training staff and get him in that weight room? So mm-hmm. again, you're banking on the skill. And hoping you can make athletic strides, but again, like I think his burst is kind of underrated. People have talked about that a lot, like about his like burst. Like the problem is that when he gets to the rim, it's kind of tough for him to finish. He has a mm-hmm. couple sweet up and unders, but it is tough because yeah. he's six one, thin, and isn't like he's not like popping off the ground like Dennis. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so, like that. three shoots shoots in mid range. Yeah, or, or draw the foul. But, but again, draw the foul. Like, but he projects to be a high level shooter. At the next level, so that alone should sell some mix. Hell yeah, forty per forty per forty ninety. Yeah, I yeah. might take. 40, I might 90. take forty ninety. I might take that, yo. <laughs> he, he, he might. He yeah. might be a fifty forty ninety guy. Exactly. He might he be. Could. 50. He very well. If if he can, if he can put on some strength and finish it on the rim a little better, he very well could be. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, we can, get him, we can. We can. We can get him do some push ups. That's nothing. So and then. The next guy that kind of fits that same mold with that playmaking shooting mold is Malachi Flynn from San Diego State. Malachi. Um, a guy that's going to be on TV all March and has become one of my favorite prospects in the class mm. in the past couple of weeks. Um, he's older. I think he's about he'll be 22 the time of the draft. Mm-hmm. He's a junior, but a redshirt junior because he sat out last year as a transfer. All right. mm. He's been incredible this year. Absolutely incredible. Again, he's 6'1", 185, not a great athlete. So, again, mm-hmm. there's athletic concerns there, which is why he's viewed as like a 40 to 50, in the 40 to 50 range by most guys. Mm-hmm. But I really I, I buy everything else that I think, and I think he's a better athlete than he gets credit for, so I'm willing to take that shot. All right. You're getting a really, really smart point guard, and what I'm buying with him a ton is he's a really impressive pull-up shooter. Oh. Really, really impress, impressive pull-up shooter. Um, he can get to it from anywhere. He has step backs. I mean, from three, from mid-range, he's very versatile as a shot maker, which can help put pressure on the defense if he's not going to get all the way to the rim with that, again, we talked about thin frame and not a ton of burst. And him operating out of the pick and roll, I posted a screenshot on Twitter. It's literally like no matter what outcome happens, whether he passes, shoots, um, the whole possession, like, he ranks in like the nine, like for anywhere from like the 92nd percentile to 99th percentile on 
all those outcomes. When when he runs a pick and roll, good things happen. So if you're saying, look, with the game, with the way the game is played right now, pick and roll heavy, three point heavy, pull up three heavy. Malachi Flynn, yeah. he fits the bill. He really does. Um, defensively, he's really impressive too. He was named Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, despite being six one one eighty five. Hmm. So that kind of speaks to how smart he is. He really knows when to dig and help and get back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can disrupt passing lanes. Just another great point, a really good point guard team defender. I like, so I like. He, again, both impact both sides of the ball. Pretty wicked passer, especially out of the pick and roll, just manipulating yeah. that help, knowing how to leverage his pull up. I'm a huge fan of his, and either with the Hornets pick or our own pick. Mm-hmm. I think if we were able to get him, I think he would provide some stability. Again, he's an older guy. You know what you're going to get. You don't have to worry about whiffing again. You don't have to go for that ceiling. And I just think he would fill, He would bring some stability, bring some skill. I like Skill, shooting, and playmaking to the team. So I'm a big fan of his, and I think the Knicks fit is a pretty obvious one. You know, I'm, I'm going right. to try to poke holes. I'm going to try to poke holes. <laughs> so he sounds go, really, go ahead, really go good, right? Can he create on his own? So that's the thing. I mean, all, like his synergy profile in terms of per, like percentiles, they're all off the charts. Like in isolation, they do. I think they do have him in like somewhere in the 90s. But that would be the what? concern that like is he able to break break dudes down off the dribble without a ball screen? And I don't know. Pro, like that's probably going to be the area of concern. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what what I would counter is that he does provide a lot of off-ball value with his catch-and-shoot three. Okay. Like he can, All right. He's a really, really good shooter. So, again, you don't need him to kind of iso ball. He's not going to James Harden you. He might not blow <laughs> right by you. But if on offense, if he can be a legit, like really legit pick-and-roll player in terms of passing and creating for himself, he's a good pull-up shooter with when given space, and he can knock down catch-and-shoot, open like open catch-and-shoot threes, that's a pretty complete guard to me. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, again, the ceiling isn't, so high because of the age and the lack of athleticism. But he's the safest but in bet, terms you think. Of craft yeah. and IQ and just knowing how to play their own, like play his own game and playing to his strengths. Mm-hmm. Malachi Flynn is one of the best. All right. All right. Cool. I like. I, I like that. I like that. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. Marcus might have been worth shipping out for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm trolling I, right I now. Would so. I would definitely. I would agree. All right. So, Jake would agree, then, Kathy. So I, got, I do got a question, though. I can't, um, I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> can't wait for what? The ladder. All right. So, um, we don't have ladders. Wait. I just want to know what school does he play for again so I could be aware of him in, during March? San Diego State. San Diego um, State. Um, oh, yeah. They yeah, lost, they're one of the better so teams. So they lost last night. So I don't know if they're going to be a one seed, but definitely be one of the one or, or one or two seed. Yeah. I'm a buyer of them. They're, they're a ton of fun to watch. Malachi is awesome. Um, I think you'll definitely enjoy him. For sure. What's the matter? Oh, so he's from um Kawhi Leonard's um school. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mm. Yep, from Kawhi Leonard's school. Some defenders there. I'm seeing that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right. Yeah. So, I think. So if it's cool with you guys, I have one last guy. Oh, go all ahead. Right, yeah. all, right, all right, one last guy. All right. So one last guy, um, Tilly and Tilly from Gonzaga. Okay. So. The problem, the problem with Tilly, and I'm just going to preface this right off the bat because everything I'm going to tell you guys, you're going to be like, so why is he not a lottery pick? Um, so he's a four-year player, and he's That's probably dealt why. with an injury bug basically like for his entire career. He's, mm, uh, he uh, missed, injury prone. got injured, missed half of season last year, and he's been out for a couple games this year. So long-term health is a pretty big and valid concern. 
But, again, at some point in this draft, his talent bet is worth it. He's a 6'10 big man from France, another Killian. Um, I think he's from France. I just want to, I'll double-check that. But okay. another Killian, okay. and he's just an absolute basketball genius on both ends of the floor. Hmm. Um, he's – I don't know if you guys are familiar. I don't want to bore you guys with too many advanced stats, and I know some of your listeners probably don't want to hear them either. No advanced stats. Give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to say it anyways because it puts some context in. So basically, he finished like with a box plus minus above ten for all four years. Which, like, if you want to look into that context, you'll see how incredible that is. Just to have that consistency in production on both ends. Wait, what does that uh, mean? Enough with that. <laughs> box plus minus. It's just, it's just like it just. Makes you, said, wait, you said advanced plus minus. It's box plus minus. Oh, box, box plus, minus. plus minus. Okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I know what you mean. I know what so, that means. I mean, Let's continue. It's, it's, it's the same stat that graded Kevin Knox as the worst player in the NBA last year, so I think that adds some validity. Oh, yeah. The plus, oh, the plus, the plus, the plus minus. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, mis- I misheard you. I thought you said some other. Uh, I, the plus minus stats. I, I know what you mean. Okay. Continue. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So box plus minus. And then, but enough with that. He's shooting 44.8% from three on two career attempts at 6'10. At 6'10. What? Um, with him, yeah. So he's one of the best shooters in the draft, period, regardless of size. Definitely the best big man shooter. Absolutely lethal. And he's an incredible passer, too. Like, incredible passer. Like, he'll have some of these possessions where they'll throw him a post entry, and he'll already read the help when the ball's in the air, and he'll just tap it to a like, touch pass to a wide-open three or wide-open layup. Like, he is so much fun to watch. Just his, deep, his instincts, his IQ on both ends of the floor – He's initiated some pick and rolls as the ball handler at six ten. He'll attack closeouts and have a and like pull a floater off one leg before the help comes. He's just an incredibly skilled and smart basketball player. But again, those problems with age and injuries. Like mm-hmm. I get it why he's not considered. Like some people don't even have him as draftable because they are worried he'll ever ever be able to play. But we're talking that the Knicks have three top forty picks. I think at some point. Maybe with the Hornets pick in the forty in like the mid to late thirties, his talent bet is gonna be worth it just because if you can get him to stay healthy as a floor spacer, his skill set is so like so so prominent in the NBA right now. And especially when you consider like RJ Barrett's future, if we can get a floor spacer like that that can also hold it down defensively and pass, like that just knocks out like knocks so many holes Abs- out of the park. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Again, like the injury stuff, it's valid. I get it. But at some point, his talent bet is just worthy. Yeah. Okay, so absolutely. Like, I, I mean, I know there's like an elephant in the room <laughs> with, uh, you know, people have been bringing up the Porzingis trade again because he's been mm-hmm. playing well. And it's like, well, he he did, he wanted to leave, guys. He wanted to leave. He didn't want to be here. I keep yeah. saying, oh, why did you? He, he didn't want to be here. Yeah, he didn't want to hear. Yeah. I keep, I, he didn't want to be here. We didn't want to lose him for nothing. But anyway, yeah. be, there is a void for a a four on this team who can play defense and shoot threes. I know we really need a point guard too. I know that's a, a big need, but we also really need yeah. a stretch four who can play defense, yep. and yeah. that could mean the end. I mean, that might render Julius Randle useless. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to use the word useless, even though that's the words that I thought. Because you kind of see how the match between RJ and Julius Riddle at the moment, it doesn't seem like they fit. Yes, fit, mesh. It yeah. seems like you so, need a stretch uh, four there. 
Yeah. If if I mean if Tilly again, if I pray to the basketball gods if we get him that he stays healthy, that's an un, like incredible fit with R.J. Barrett, and just that's a great value pick in the, the early second round uh, to get a guy like with his talent. What um, type so of in- he's definitely I think. What what? Ty- what type of injuries does he have? Do you know? Um, I'm pretty sure it was knee stuff or foot. Okay, was no, it no joke? Achilles, MCACL, like, no, no, any of the, the the curse words from the you know what I mean? <laughs> Achilles, um, ACL, any Durant? <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> no, no Durant, but um, I'm looking at it right now because I don't want to get this wrong because this is like uh, that'd be a big thing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, knee. So I think it actually, I think it could have been an ACL. Ah, Ooh. I don't know. I, the, the like ACLs. So he had he, he had cleanup surgery mm-hmm. in October to kind of just like smooth everything out. Mm-hmm. But again, he did suffer the season-ending injury last year, so their injury their injury concerns. But if we're just talking skill and if we can get him healthy, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. At forty, it's worth the risk. It's to worth me. the risk to me. At yeah. forty, yep. if he's I, still yeah, there, at forty, it's definitely worth the risk. I can't imagine he would be there if he's subjected yeah, to be I a mean, top ten, and injury is the problem. I can see him going. I can see him going at thirty or twenty. Yeah, I mean, I I don't. There are websites that don't even have him in their top sixty. <laughs> interesting. Tilly is going to be a really interesting case because it all depends on the medical stuff that people like me and you just don't have access to. You got it. Teams are, teams are going to get his medicals and they're either going to decide that he won't ever be able to, like won't ever be able to sustain a career in the NBA or they'll decide, Hey, he could play five or six years and that's worth it to us. So mm-hmm. the Tilly evaluation, like Michael Porter Jr. A couple of years ago yeah. is really hard for people on the outside because it's so it's completely based on his medicals that yeah. we just don't have access mm-hmm. to. Eighty-two game season, can he do that? Yeah, I mean, yep. I mean, yep. at this point, it's like if we do end up with him, like if he can give us at least like Joel and B type games, like you know, play like 50, 60 games a season, I'll be with it. As long as he helps us yeah. out yep. like that much. Right, right, right. Yeah, I hope maybe right. you just hope that right. he gets that NBA training staff to really teach him how to take care of his body long. Yeah, because he knows that's a that's a different yep. learning curve once you get here too. Hope, yep, yep. But yeah, you, you just you just you just you just pray. If if it's not a point guard, <laughs> if it's not a point yep. guard, then a two way player who can is the best shooter in the draft and can play defense. Yeah. How I tall mean, is he? Like a six, six ten. Uh, so he's six ten, can play like can hold it down on defense, can handle the ball, can pass like with a great passer, can really shoot it. Mm-hmm. Um, the skills are there. The sk- that skill is not the issue. Is it the defense? Is it more of like position defense? Is it like help shot blocking defense, or is it post yeah, defense? So, I mean, so the position again, like he's not a wicked athlete like some of these other guys, mm-hmm. but. He, that he, he is so, so damn smart that he is always in the right place at the right time. Like, always in the right place at the right time to the point where he's even, like, shoving his, like, teammates to get in the right place at the right time just because he's that advanced in his understanding okay. of where everyone should mm-hmm. be at any given point in a possession. Julius, so, get over just... here! <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. Okay, I can yeah, see that. That's what's up, and he, we'll definitely see him in March, too, because he plays for Gonzaga, and Gonzaga's projected number yep. one seed, so... Right. Yep, you'll see him in March for sure, for sure. Promising, 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 <laughs> promising. 
Okay, all right, all right, all right. I like, I kind of like what I'm hearing. You ain't got no other choice. <laughs> I'm just, well, damn. <laughs> Downer. <laughs> Can I be hyped? Can I be hyped? Listen, man, this is the next future year we're talking about, man. We have nothing. I mean, we, we pretty much talk future every year, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, whatever. I mean, this year will be different. We'll see. <laughs> this year will be different. Yes. <laughs> So we'll next year. All right. <laughs> <sighs> all right. I think did we cover everybody? Yeah, I mean that's all I had to talk about. If you guys have any you guys have any questions before we finish this up? Oh, just waiting for some of these games to start so we can uh Yeah, March Madness. Yeah, man. Waiting for March Madness. We have our yearly Knicks Madness pods where we just I, hey, if you want to join with that, if, I'm not forcing you to. If you want to join that too, you can. But <laughs> nah, we, we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but pretty much we just talk about we just recap the March Madness games, and oh, and wow. um, well not all the ones, just the ones that kind of pertain to the Knicks. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, with the one yeah. with Knicks prospects in it, we'll like, okay, how did he do? Mm-hmm. What, what did I see from it? And we'll talk about it from there. Yeah, and then we'll also sometimes talk about Knicks games if they're important. <laughs> yeah, if they're important. If they're important. <laughs> if somebody did something, <laughs> yeah. like. Like Knicks versus Rockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, matter of fact, let's get into Player of the Week. Yeah, let's get into the Player of the Week. Shout out to Kathy. She was like, you know what, guys? We should do Player of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I got a few more segments coming. Oh, shoot. Segment All queen. Right. Yeah. Still need to do that kick segment. Still need to do that kick segment, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you off again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this week's Player of the week, and it's been a rough week. So yeah. this yeah, kind of was a stretch, but it still was. He still he had a decent week. RJ Barrett, at, at the very least, RJ led us to beating, to having one of our best wins of the season against the Houston Rockets. Against the Houston Rockets, and it's really the best win of the season because it's against a legit playoff team in the West, mm-hmm. and who led the charge? The kids did, man. He had mm-hmm. RJ, Frank, Mitch in there, crunch time. Holding it down, stopping yeah. Westbrook, uh, bullying, bullying. Uh, what, what, what's dude? What's what's oh, what's dude's name? Yo, on the Rockets, the, the defender who RJ kind of shoved off like he was a rat. Oh, dog. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, PJ. <laughs> PJ. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shove PJ Tucker off like a rat dog. Like, yo, do some push up, PJ. Get out of here. <laughs> and PJ, big dude too. Yeah, PJ, so. yeah, PJ looked like he he played football. Eat dudes. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a big pause. <laughs> big pause. Yeah, big pause. Big, pause, big facts. Yeah. All right. So, what's RJ's facts for this week? Man? Yeah. So RJ Barrett this week he had in three games nineteen point three points a game, four point three assists per game, four point three rebounds. He shot thirty eight percent from three. And and he three. And, and he shot forty eight percent from the field overall. Yeah. Now we talking about threes, man. We always talk about, damn, what would RJ look like if he hit threes? Well, yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> that Rockets yeah. game is what RJ would look like if he hit threes. Hopefully that continues. Yeah, it seems like it, the the shooting has been going up lately. There's been rumors that Houston Allen Houston has been training him. Okay, and there's also rumors that um, it could also be this guy named Lethal Shooter. 
Oh, Lethal's, oh yeah, his IG. Yeah, yeah I, I I'm not yeah. sure who's training shooter. right now. It's kind of a discrepancy, but he has been working on his shooting, and it looks like it's paying off. So shout out to RJ Barrett, this week's <laughs> player of the week. It could have been Alfred Payton, but I felt like y'all would have boycotted if I shouted out Alfred Payton this week. So no, there's a, <laughs> no, there is a reason why Alfred Payton was not chosen for player of the really? week. Really? Whatever, do what? Because of his game against the Rockets, four points, six rebounds, six assists. That's a no, bruh. But I mean, I would also. How many minutes did he have that game too? I don't know. Well, I mean, Frank took his minutes. That's what I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. The, the prince took his minutes. The prince took his minutes. So I mean, it happens sometimes. Yeah, but RJ was more consistent. Alfred Payton had two good games at the end of the week, so that's why I couldn't give him the Player of the Week. That's fine. Yes. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. That is our Player of the Week. Um. You know what? Let's wrap it up. Let's do the ooze. Okay, ooze and the bras. It's ooze and the bra, yeah. We're going to yeah. do the ooze and the bras. Ooze and the bras time. So, if this is your first time listening, and if it is your first time listening, man, get on us, man. Go, go, go back in the archive. Listen to, first of all, listen to last week's episode. <laughs> first of all, where Jake was, was, was dropping gems. Yeah. And then listen to the episode before that when we had Dallas breaking down the Mike Miller offense. And then listen to the, the episode before that when we had Tommy Beer on. We had, a, we had a good month. Yeah, very, very good month. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> so definitely, definitely check it though. If it's your first time listening, we have something called the Oopics. Oh. Oopics are we describe the best plays of the week. Um, it has to be a Knicks player doing it. Can't be anybody else. It's strictly Knicks. Mm-hmm. So anybody have any Oopics this week? Anybody have any Oopics this week? I got two. All right, bust it, bust it mm-hmm. out. And the reason why I have these two old picks is because I'm trying to defend one of the players on the Knicks <laughs> that that fans often be down about. But I'm like, this guy is these these plays are a reason why this guy should still be a Nick. Hmm. I'm very curious where this is going. My first old pick, Frank Nilakina. Oh! <laughs> against the Houston Rockets. No, okay. Yeah. Oh, Kathy sign? Yeah. So. <laughs> Ooh! As <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I know. I forgot about this. Go ahead. So as everybody knows, if they've watched the um Knicks and Rockets game, the final possession where the Knicks were up, I think, by one, I believe. And they passed in the ball to Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Frank was in the game. He put the clamps. Frankie clamps on him, man. On Westbrook. Come on, man. let him know. Forced Westbrook into a tough mid-range shot. Mm-hmm. He missed, and the Knicks won the game. Oh, defensive ooh. You don't have a lot of those, but when it happens, <laughs> exactly. <it's nice>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What about the dude? Counted it. What about the little, the, the little shimmy that I posted? Is that the one you're about to say? I don't know if it's the same play, but it's another ooh. It, it, it's it's kind of like a half hoop because he didn't finish it, but it's just the fact that he had the audacity to do it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, you know okay, what? Okay, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're about to say. Yeah, so um, again, that same game against the Rockets, um, Frank was um being guarded by James Harden, mm. and Frank was like, you know what? I feel inspired. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and it was like that meme, be, like that Spider-Man meme, where they're pointing at each other. Oh, it's like, that, yeah, you know, Harden was <laughs> Harden was guarding this, and he was like, wait, hold up, is that me? Wait, no. is that me? <laughs> you know, so That's Frank was like, Frank sized him up. And Frank was like, you know what? I'm going to go between my legs like four times. Bomb, 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 bomb. Don't move. Don't go anywhere. Just like James Harden would do. Mm-hmm. Then step back. Three. Just like a James. Just like James Harden would do. Just like a yeah, James. It, 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 it just didn't go in. 
bruh. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that he had the audacity to do it, I was like, you know what, Frank? Even though you missed that, that's a ooh right there. Hey, ooh. it happens to James Harden, too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say James in French? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shout, shout, yeah, shout out to Hams. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, my, and my thing is that I just want Knicks fans to stop getting on Frank so bad like that because the fact of the matter is... He's been efficient. Not everybody is supposed to drop 20, 30 a game. You need players like Frank that will lock down opposing players, you know, opposing players, you know, who can, you know, drop 20, 30. Yeah, yeah. He'll be able to slow them down. That's the mo- like, that's his, that's basically his floor. That he's going to be a lockdown defender, that you can put him in in spots where, you know, he'll lock down the other team's best player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like... Keep him from scoring. Exactly. And then on top of that, like, on offense, he's the type of player that he keeps the ball moving. He's not going to hold the ball in one space. Like, the only thing you really hope for for Frank is that he eventually gets a jumper, a reliable jumper, where it's like, you know what? They can't leave him open. And he's been coming along in that regard in the last week or so. I exactly. Like the jumper's coming along. You Hopefully know that pushes into next season. Who knows if he'll even be here? Because who knows what Leon is thinking? But yeah, and, and my thing is that like he he like he fits a role on the team, and like every like you look at pretty much every great team in the NBA, they have a player like that on their roster. You know, like Clippers, they got what Patrick Beverly. The Lakers got Avery Bradley. You know, you could point out different teams around the league that got players like that on their roster, and it's like you you don't you don't you don't just. Trade away a player like that because oh because he's the number eight pick and you expect so you know him to be this great player or whatnot like nah yeah, like he he fits a role on the Knicks. We're in a conundrum right now where everybody on the team is kind of like mediocre. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and because everybody on the team is mediocre and we're and we're not winning, mm-hmm. everybody sucks. Yeah, <laughs> in the fans' eyes, that's what's happening yeah, right now. And yeah. even the prospects who you know mm-hmm. aren't you know. Yeah, Kevin Pete threat. Yeah. Pete yet everybody just kind of exactly. But my thing is that I'd rather play on the team that he at least does something elite. There you go. Rather than you know a player that you know he just does everything okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I understand. Shout out to you, Upik. All right. Yes. All right. My Upik is during. I mean, we got thrash, but this was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Knicks. OKC. RJ Barrett. Got in his little bag a little bit. Mm-hmm. You, you saw the future. You saw the future kind of developing in front of your eyes. R.J. Barrett, top of the key, dribbling. Our guy, our guy comes up. He sets a pick for R.J. R.J. hits him with a dribble. Eh. In and out. Eh. Cross. Eh. <laughs> Mitch, rim runs to the rim. R.J. dives forward. Lobs it up to Mitch. Mitch catches it and dunks it as he's kind of like falling behind the yeah. backboard. Mm-hmm. Boom shakalaka! For the finish. Oh. It was interesting. I was like, I was like, how do you catch it and dunk it and fall back at the same time? It was, that was smooth motion. That was smooth. Yeah. Was, so I was like, wow, that's elite. How do you do that? I can't even, I can't even dunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, oh my God. Mitch, Mitch has a ooh today. Oh. oh, yeah. That's oh. We are playing. All right. Yeah, they just showed a play right now where um, Alfred Payton has the ball off a fast break. He passes like a pretty much like a half-court pass from like the half-court line. He passes, he, 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 yeah, he makes a half-court pass to Mitch. Mitch, oh, Mitch, Mitch jumps, Mitch jumps from like, like out the paint 
grabs it in midair, reverses it for a slam. Yeah. Okay. Right okay. I'll take that. Let's go. Oh, Shout out to us only being down by two at the half. Yeah. All right, to Detroit, who has nobody on their team because they traded them. <laughs> she be winning that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You know what time it is now, guys? Yeah. It is time for... Bruh. <laughs> the Bruh Picks. Bruh Picks are... Worst plays of the week. They're also... Don't even have to be plays... They can be events, uh, shameful things that happened, uh, black eyes on the franchise. Uh, it could be about, yeah. you know, statements that were put out by the Knicks, uh, pictures taken with handshakes. It could be any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All the bros. All the So, guys, yeah. guys. Do we have any bros this week? Did, did anything happen uh, this mean, week? I'm, I'm hopping in for this one. I'm hopping in for this one. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let Jake go first. Jake, Jake, do you? Do you? you are, yeah, lead the way. All right. Lead the way. All right, so they, they've probably been sitting on this for like a while, but I'm going to give my bro pick to the entire Nick's PR Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Bruh. Because they literally cannot get anything right ever like if you guys remember ever kobe like tragically when kobe tragically passed away purple and gold lakers purple and gold everyone's putting the purple and gold hearts next mm-hmm. next twitter obviously yellow and gold like reverse order and mess it up for everyone everyone just clowning the knicks again Bruh. and then the knicks pr twitter specifically why do they feel the need to put out a statement that shames spike lee into mm-hmm. claiming the victim and doubling down on this whole catastrophe that just shines, like you said, another black eye on the franchise. So my bro pick is the entire Knicks PR Twitter account and the Knicks Twitter account because I think if their accounts were suspended, we would become a better franchise overnight. Bruh. Yes. Well said. Any any anybody have anything to add? I, I just I just I just want to add, you know. Somebody go off. Yeah, I just you know got something to add um, about on your the your Ryan A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I just can't get some Knicks fans and because I you know I read comments and stuff right, and they're pretty much saying how, you know, why is Spike Lee going through the employee entrance? Blah blah blah. L- let me tell y'all something. Listen, man. I. Because I know from personal experience, because last year I covered Big East games. Now, I'm, I'm going to preface it by saying this. I don't know if it's the same rules for Big East, Knicks, Rangers, etc. But when I covered Big East games, when I used to write for um, TSJ Sports, mm-hmm. I had a press pass. And they specifically told me, go through the employee entrance for entrance into the, into the arena. Mm. So it's like me personally, like I use the employee entrance to get into games. So it's like. So it's like it doesn't matter what entrance that man walks through. It is Spike Lee. Exactly. Escort that man to his seat. Man. <laughs> exactly. Escort that man to his seat. Get 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 the get the, get the car. Get the get the carpet. Whatever it is, man. Escort that man to his seat. So Y'all let that man use whatever entrance he wants to use. Please. I have so much to say about this topic. This could be a whole other segment. Because we had a conversation about this off air about how this could be a whole other thing. Because mm-hmm. I have so much to say about this. Topic. Yeah. And, and, and my thing is that like they handle that they handle that shit 
it all wrong because I'm like, all right, if if there was a rule change all of a sudden, like saying that, okay, you can't use the employee entrance and he's supposed to use a VIP. The man's been using this thing for 30 years, pr- pr- practically. So it's like, he's used to this. It's like, yo, you don't scan him in with, the, you know, scan, it, scan him and be like, you know, okay, you can't come through it. You got to go back outside I, I, and go take 31st. And just when it's like, yo, all you had to do was be like, okay, Spike, we're going to let you in this time. But remember, next time, you got to use the VIP entrance because for whatever reason, the policy changed. That's and, all. And that's, that's it. That's all it took. And, 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 and you know what? I think, I, think a lot, I, think that missed, I think a lot of people missed that because a lot, I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter going, call, saying Spike overreacted. Nah. And I'm like, listen, I'm like, listen, you spend 300K on tickets. You scan in and then somebody tells you to leave. Are you leaving? Nah. Hey. Leaving. Spike didn't overreact. I'm, I'm, nah. Mercury's I'm not in leaving. retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving. You scared my ticket already? And you gonna tell me to leave and come back in after my ticket is scanned? So that I can't like no. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming in. You gotta walk me. Exactly. Personally. Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm going to raise my voice at an acceptable he level. Didn't, he didn't <laughs> overreact though. Mercury's in retrograde. He reacted. All the energy that he gave us was, was warranted. That was the energy that was warranted. And <laughs> that was warranted. That was warranted. And, and I don't that's even, Mercury. That's Mercury yeah. energy. Yeah. And I don't blame security. Yeah. People are like, oh, you gotta get. No, I do not blame security. Security uh-huh. was doing their job. Yeah. And kudos to security for that, for that MSG for. Cooler head prevailing and saying, you know what, you're right. I'm mm-hmm. not going to take you out. We're going to bring you in and put you and sit you down. Like kudos to security who, who called the audible and like I no, mean, it doesn't but make too, sense. As Spike, Spike said it himself. It be, it'd be better that he was the one who blew up because all those dudes were doing was their job, and this is just another. This is a petty level that like right. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, James. To me, the bra goes to really James though. Yeah. Uh, Bruh. That's where the real bro goes. He don't goes deserve to, a because James Dolan controls Nick's Twitter. Mm-hmm. Is James Dolan Nick's the, Twitter? Nick's, Nick's Twitter. Arena, the Nick's, Nick's, Nick's entrances. The Nick's, Nick's Twitter Nick's PR. Coaches. Nick's. <laughs> First of all, like like Spike said, he they, he should have been notified, right? Mm-hmm. Second of all, text him. James Dolan controls Nick's PR and he treats it like he's. Mm-hmm. Like Donald J. Trump. And, like he, and, he yeah. treats the like, he, he, he tweets like he's the president. Like, yeah. and, like and, how do you treat that like your personal Steve Stout, take take that man's password. Do your and, job, Steve. And, 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 and my you thing is and my thing is that I, I, I hate to interrupt, but you know there's there is an actual Twitter account called, I think it's like Dolan J. Trump. No, there is. <laughs> Yo, actually there is. And it's, and it's, it's hilarious too. Absolutely hilarious. It's really actually hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great so point. I forgot about stuff that. Dolan would say it's like stuff Dolan would say, but in Trump's voice, it's like an exclamation point. It's absolutely it's hilarious. misspelled. So if any Knicks fans don't follow that, you gotta check. That yeah, out. definitely check yeah. that out. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and, and my thing is that like this is how I know that either the Knicks do not have a PR team or it's whatever Jalen, it's, it's whatever Dolan. James Dolan says goes because I'm like yo in PR they teach you like sometimes the best response is no response. I feel like the Knicks should not have sent out. Any type of statement whatsoever, because they should apologize to that man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Apologize to Spike. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, man. like, yeah, like, yeah. Just, just, just for the, whatever the confusion, whatever the mix-up, whatever, whatever. Apologize to that yo, man. Listen, if man. there's any person that we should ever respect, it is Spike Lee. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I and I and I'll say this: even in my personal relationships, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, give us a life gem. Sometimes. Give us a gem. Sometimes. You take an L for the bigger picture. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes, even if you like, you know what? I might I 
actually be right in this situation, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to take that L. Exactly. Just for the bigger picture. So mm-hmm. even if you, even if Dolan thought he was, I'm down on the ledge. <laughs> even if he thought he was right, not this one though. But even if he thought he was right, mm-hmm. but especially for a business, especially mm-hmm. if you're a business, even if you think you're right, yo, my man knew he was wrong. You, you, you have to be like, yo. It was a misunderstanding. I exactly. value him as our customer. Exactly. Yeah, He's been with us for 30 the years. He's always right. Double back. Yeah, exactly. like Dolan's been had money for so long, he doesn't know what it is to be have mm-hmm. customer service. That's what happens when you're born with money. You don't know how exactly. to act. At this point, Spike shouldn't even be buying tickets. His, t- his seat mm-hmm. should be comped. Yeah. There's no reason why that man is still paying to see y'all lose. <laughs> Voluntarily. <laughs> like, we, like, he is paying. And he knows we gonna lose. He knows we suck. Yeah, but yeah. that don't even make sense. It don't make sense. Yeah. And there's people who are like, oh, Spike Lee is lying. There's pictures of him shaking his hand. <laughs> yeah, I want a refund. I want a refund. Give but, me my bread back, bro. Give me my bread back. And he's not even saying that he's not coming to the games anymore. He's yeah, saying right next, now. Yeah, he's a Knicks yeah, fan. Next That's what it is being a Knicks yeah. fan. Knicks, That's crazy. That is what it is being a Knicks fan. Being yeah. a Knicks fan is taking abuse, knowing you're being abused, and mm-hmm. being like, you know what? I'll, I'll see you in four months. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You're, you're overreacting right now. Yeah. And I'm going Am to I? let you simmer down. Exactly. <laughs> and my whole point was that with the whole no statement thing, I'm like, because Spike Lee originally said that he wasn't going to come out and say anything. So my thing was that you should have you should have talked to Spike Lee and been like, you know what? It was a misunderstanding and this and that. We're not going to come out with any statement. You know, just going to let this blow over. You know, still come to the games. You know, we'll, you know, still treat you well and everything. And then just have a blow over. If the media does come out and say something to you where it's like, we saw this video where Spike Lee was shouting at security, whatever the case may be. All you got to say to the media was like, it's a misunderstanding. That's we it. talked it over with Spike. Everything is good now. And then you just leave it at that. And that's the other, th- other part, too. I think Spike said he read in the paper that um, the Knicks said yeah, the Knicks that it was his first. fault. Yeah. And that's why he came out. I, exactly. I, I, I think that was Berman's paper where he read it from. It, 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 but it, it, it didn't say the Knicks. It said, what was what, what's, what's the language? What's the language that the reporters like to use when they don't want to give sh- give shit away? Uh, Ooh, probably source. Source, source, yeah, sources. 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 Yeah. <laughs> sources say Spike Lee was the cause of this. I don't remember exact words, but mm-hmm. that's why he even went on first take exactly. in the first place. So people killing Spike Lee and for going on first take. He was defending Nick himself. Pe- he, he was defending himself. He still had Nick Merch on, which yeah, is crazy. Exactly. He was defending himself. He was defending himself. And Nick Merch. Yeah, and, and Nick Merch. Yeah. That's deep, yo. That is deep. Listen. I need that kind of loyalty in my life. Dog. I'll tell you. Because let me tell you what I wouldn't be wearing that morning. Next I'd have all black like it was a funeral. Yo, yo, this I'm is, not wearing no orange and blue. Yo, it's a bad relationship, yo. It's just like imagine, like uh, imagine. Respect you, people yeah. who, who are Nick fans. Yeah, it's like my wife. My wife beat me and still got the wedding band on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 yo, beat you and beat you. Exactly. Yo, you know what? And then you, dragged you on social. Exactly. Yo, you know what? But James, I love her though. Yo, you know what? <laughs> yo, you know what James Dolan's problem is though. He doesn't know any finesse, yo. He's like that basketball player was like, he's always driving hard to the rim, getting his shot blocked at the rim. You're like, yo, my guy, don't you have a floater to your game? <laughs> Ramon Sessions? Yeah, that's what I <laughs> <laughs> You remember Ramon Sessions? Yeah. 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 Damn. Yeah. Yes, like, I was, yeah, that's short Like, memory, like yo, memory. James Dolan, learn to have some finesse, man. Add, add a floater to learn your game, coons, B. Man. Learn that's some what coons, I'm saying. Man. Like, yeah, man. If there's anybody that you gonna let dog you, that's go- that you gonna let play you, it's Spiker Lee. It's yes. Spike. It's Spike, yo. And you know what, too? There was another part of that interview. Was Spike got a lot of good friends, too, man. There was, a, there was yeah. another part of that first interview was interesting because he was like, I feel like Joe James Dolan is 
is harassing me. And people's mm-hmm. like, he's crazy, he's crazy. I was like, I don't think he's crazy. And the only reason I say that is because me and CP did an interview with Chris Childs mm-hmm. earlier this summer. And Chris Child was not invited to like um like the like a night the ninety-nine um like celebration of the of the Knicks teams. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Why? Why have you not been invited? And he said it's because he was so close with Charles Oakley that they kind of like shunned him. So I, we all know Petty S- S- Spike was vocal and kind of backed Oakley. So I don't think it's out the realm of possibility mm-hmm. that Dolan. We know it's not troll Spike because of his. We relationship know that's with the case because mm-hmm. Oakley because Dolan does that shit. Exactly. Dolan Dolan was that kid that that didn't really have real friends. Yeah. And he's always trying to like get your attention. He wants mm-hmm. to be your friend. I got money. Yeah. <laughs> like me. Yeah. I, I I have a feeling he was bullied when he was younger, but oh, he definitely was. <laughs> he ain't getting enough hugs. Nah. That's all right. Next year we're gonna give him hugs. Hug, <laughs> hug him, Leon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I think we got that off our chest. Yeah. All right. Is it time to wrap it up or how are you oh, feeling? Well, I mean, I got other bro picks, but. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let's cut it to two. What's the two best ones? Two best ones? Two best ones. All right, let me see. All right, so I think the two best bro picks is probably... I, oh, I got to mention this. Terrence Ross from the Orlando Magic. Mm. I don't know if y'all heard, but he had a game the other day against the Heat. And he had a magnificent, magnificent... Magnificent. Box score. Uh-oh. It's probably not that man. It's just magnificent. Probably. 35 points, no rebounds, no assists, no steals, <laughs> no blocks. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's kind of fire. That's kind of fire, though. I don't word. know. I might, I don't know. But, I, might, I might reject that. I don't know. My, my, my man it was all about buckets. Don't care about, didn't care about anything else. It was just, it was just about buckets that game. I don't know. I don't know if it's a bruh. I don't know. I'm a soul. I'm just like, it, yo. It, 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 you know, it's probably, it's probably low-key ooh. But, yeah, but, we, but you know, <laughs> when we're in Nick's podcast and we don't do other teams' oohs. So oh, you like, snuck in the ooh on us. you sneaky mom. <laughs> and my next buff pick is probably um, Pell on the Sixers, a game against the Lakers. He was wide open under the basket. Oh, you know this goes. Yeah, and, <laughs> <laughs> and he missed, and his first layup attempt, he missed. First. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you don't know how this goes. Okay. He misses the rim and backboard completely. Bruh. He catches his own offensive rebound. Still nobody under the basket. Oh. Mm. He goes up again and hits the rim. Isn't that travel? It should be, but they didn't call anything. Bruh. Oh, refs. All right. <laughs> and then he missed again. Oh. Bruh. All right. And can I do one shout out? Because um, I want to show the, you know, the fans out there that I am a man of the people. Are you? Yes. All right, go ahead. Because Yo, on, Kathy, stop hating. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because on IG, I guess somebody spotted me in the Nicka Show comments. He was like, yo, give me a shout on, okay. on the show. All right. So, Ted Greeny on IG, you know, he was like, yo, give me a shout on the podcast. So, All right. Know, I want to show that, you know, I'm a man of the people. So uh, yeah, Shout out, shout out yes. to you. Shout out to you, Ted. You know what? Since we're going to shout people out, shout out to Ted. Shout out to my guy, Alex Collins, who came to the sh- to uh, the Knicks meet and greet, rocking the Frank Lokina t-shirt. Okay. And a shout out to him. And he also got a Barrett. He also bought a RJ Barrett t-shirt from us. So shout out to, to Alex. Uh, yeah, shout out to Kirk Williams, who moderates for us. Shout out to everybody in the YouTube comments. Yes. 
who kill us. <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all don't know what y'all talking about? LaMelo was, is a better shooter. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> Shout out to the, guy, to the people who's Anthony Edwards. I don't know. LaMelo Bust. Shout out to you guys too. Shout out to my, my, my fake cousin Winston Ellis because he got the same last name. Shout out to you. Um, Yeah. That's it for yeah. now. Shout out to everybody that came on Friday. Yeah, yeah. shout out to everybody that came to Neat and Friday. Word. What's up? Yeah. What's up? Ah, uh, yeah. That is our show. Great show, guys. Yep. Yo, shout out to the man, the man, the myth, the legend. I'm sorry I took your nickname. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Jake, man, for the, for, for the nice breakdowns. Nah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me on. You know, I'm always down to come on, talk mix, talk draft with you guys entertaining show fun as usual and hope you guys enjoyed it definitely definitely thank mm-hmm. you hey, thank you. hey welcome. If, you can, if you want to you can come back next week when we talk next <laughs> night yeah if you want. that's up to you that's up to you yeah wait right, wait wait Jake we'll be, um, we'll be in touch for sure alright cool. sure. all right, cool Um, Jake what about your um, your handles on Twitter and stuff like that you know so people can shout you out you know reach you oh yeah 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 we yeah, gotta do that so, so as always I mean you can find all my work at jakeinthepaint.com mm-hmm. and I write some stuff for stockrisers.com too so you can find all my pieces there mm-hmm. at Twitter just at Jake in the Paint. I mean I'm, I'm also I, my draft stuff I've been real busy with my high school basketball season but we just lost last night so I'm gonna Aww. get back to posting more draft stuff yeah we, I, we talked off after, yeah off the double air, overtime yeah ending, but but in, in terms of content I'll be back better than ever I have a ton of free time so Follow me on Twitter for draft content, Knicks content, and just basketball in general. So, at Jake in the Paint, and thank you guys for having me. No problem. Yeah, no doubt. Man. Very, very, very knowledgeable. Very, very knowledgeable. Got you come. All right. And, yeah, you can find me at JLS Draws Things. That's J-E-L-L-I. How do I spell it? J-E-L-L-I-S Draws Things, because I draw things, and I do other stuff, too. You can also find us on the thenickoftimeshow.com. To read our blogs and stuff like that. You can also find us on The KOT Show on Twitter, Nick and Time Show on Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook as well. Facebook as well. You can also find us on Dash Radio. Shout out to Dash Radio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeart, iTunes. iTunes. Listen, like, subscribe, download, share, comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah all those instructions. <laughs> <laughs> Do that. You love us. You have to. Yeah. All right. All right, so yeah, where can they find you? Okay, I am underscore Kathy Steele, K A T H Y S T E E L E. I'm out. You out? I'm outside. <laughs> we outside. I'm outside. Word. <laughs> All right, where can they find you, sir? They can find me at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. And yo, if you spot me in the comments of the Nick of Time show, hit me up. And I'll give you a shout out. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, we, yeah. We're definitely in that comment section. We definitely yeah. going to keep the comment section oh, super snap. spicy. Oh, you want to talk smack on this one in the comments? No, thing? no. It's been, pretty, it's been pretty good. Okay. It's been a lot of good engagement in, in our comment section. We about to, That's about to be a thing for us now. Right. Yeah. I'm going to have to switch from the thing, the, my Nick of Time to, the, to the, my JL. It's just a comment. <laughs> yeah. And then switch back to Nick of Time. You got to join Whoa, yeah. K-D-Dub. 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 Yeah. <laughs> My burn is ready. All right. Word. <laughs> Jealous is the best. All right. <laughs> that is our show. We are out of here. Hopefully we beat Detroit. That's it. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Facts. Peace. Peace.
York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. NYC.